You're listening to Femfluence Radio, created for women desiring more influence and affluence and are looking for other women who want the same. I'm your host, Jennifer Kemp, but you can call me Jen. I'm a serial entrepreneur and founder who's built four multi-million dollar companies. I'm also a mom to three amazing humans and a wifey to the self-proclaimed slay-at-home dad. Whoa, (laughs) that makes me tired just saying out loud. On this show, we'll have the real BS-free conversations that every woman wants to have, but no one's talking about with the honesty we deserve. We'll chat on the intersection of too muchness and not enoughness, what aligned success looks and feels like, and what it takes to dismantle old systems, beliefs, and thinking that get in the way of what we really want. If you're an ambitious woman, looking for a collective that will support you as you grow into the next level leader you and everyone else knows, likes, and trusts, then stick around because you're already home and amongst friends. Now, let's go build longer tables together. Hey fam, today we are talking about autonomy, one of our top values at FemFluence. And to be clear, This show and this platform's main goal is to get as many women as affluent and influential as possible. Because I don't know about you, but I truly believe that great things happen when women get rich. And when women get rich, they get free. And when women get free, we all get free. If you don't believe me, listen to these stats. They're pretty startling. When women make money, They reinvest that money into impact initiatives 70% or more of the time over their male counterparts who are traditionally at around 30%. So basically, when we make more money, we invest in bigger things that change the world. Moreover, in a recent New York Times article with the headline, when women control the money, female founders get funded. And that's absolutely true. Some of you listening have worked your way up the corporate ladder, and some of you have built your own businesses. But one thing I know for sure, we want to see other women become successful, at least if you're listening in on this show. Also, finding other women who are interested in building conscious affluence and ethical influence feels pretty hard to find. But the cool thing is there are a number of opportunities and networks popping up. And instead of old boys networks, We are building modern girls' networks, and even with the cumulative power of women's wallets, we only get 3% or less of funding and get promoted to heads of organizations in the C-suite, and FemFluence is here to help change that. This is why autonomy is one of our highest values, because if you're like me, you understand that when women own and control their own economy, great things happen. Now, what does autonomy really mean? Autonomy simply means self-governing. It's a way of life that becomes ours when we decide that our intellect and intuition are the absolute best assets we can bet on. That's right. I want you to bet on you. And for me, autonomy is a bit different than freedom. 
Freedom on the internet and from lifestyle brands tend to show women on beaches with their laptops. I don't know about you, but I have no desire to have my laptop on the beach with me. (laughs) I'd prefer to slay my day and then reward myself and my team with time off designed by our individual goals and values. And if that includes a beach, right on. Or I really love when I see the dude photos who are taking them in front of private jets and Lamborghinis that they rented. Now, I'm not really sure why women would trust people who do that with their time, energy and money, but maybe it's just me. I'm not trying to clown people. I just I get curious. What is that about? Because if you're an ambitious woman, you don't mind a little effort. And I know that you have an impeccable work ethic. You'd love a shortcut, but who the hell doesn't want a shortcut? However, I'm more of a fan of lessons on what not to do rather than a shortcut on what supposedly works. And so that's why autonomy is important because it allows us not to be controlled by an outside force. Instead, it's what you discern works best for your goals, not a shortcut to freedom. Now, our goal here at FemFluence Radio is to bring you the people and resources to make autonomy a way of life for you. But in order to fully have autonomy, you have to get clear on your tolerations and what your personal set of values are. And we covered how to do that in episodes one through three. So you might want to listen in on those. And don't worry, because if you missed it, this is going to be a big underlying topic on FemFluence Radio. And even when we start to bring guests on. We're going to be going deeper and deeper on the nuance and the discernment to look for as we continue moving on the FemFluence journey together. Now, I discovered that autonomy was my highest personal value when I decided to leave my very high paying corporate job. When I found out that my male counterpart was making $100,000 more than me and was also next in line for the next promotion. I already shared that story, but The question I get a lot is, how and why did I apply that personal value to become my top brand value for every company I ever built since I left that job? In the last episode, I told you that I was going to share how I twisted my top value of autonomy in such an incongruent, unaligned way that I lost millions of dollars and a whole lot more. Something I want you to know so that you never have to experience the same as severely as I did. Remember, in a lot of ways, I want to tell you some of the stories of what not to do, what I learned, not just what to do, but I'm happy to share those as well. When I left the business world or the corporate world rather, and I left to start my own business, I talked about in a former episode that I had a nine month exit plan and I will break down that nine month exit plan in a future episode. So stay tuned with us because a lot of people want to know how I actually did it while I had two mouths to feed and then actually a third, including mine. (laughs) So the main thing that I needed to know in starting my first business was I needed to find a winner. And what I mean by that is I needed to find a business, not just based on my passions and my interests and my gifts and talents and skills, because those are all great. And I think this is a big mistake that people hear that that's all it takes. Well, actually, the flip side of that is that you also need to have people who will buy the things or the services that you provide. There has to be a market for it. And because my background is building brands and marketing and all the front end pieces that help companies and entrepreneurs like you or business people get seen, heard and paid, 
I am kind of talented at picking a winner. And so during that nine month period where I was looking to escape my job and leave for good, I started to notice what was going on outside of me instead of just my passions and my talents, which were important because I I knew I wanted to do something I could be successful at and stay interested in. I started observing because I traveled a lot for business for my, my job. I started observing what people were purchasing. And I was on a flight coming back home from Texas and going to Hawaii. And I noticed a common denominator theme of the women on the plane that they were carrying on. And that common denominator thing was a pink striped bag called Victoria's Secret. And I realized that's when I had my aha moment. Oh my God, this is the thing. This is the winning product. Because I realized that in the state of Hawaii where I lived, there wasn't a Victoria's Secret. In fact, there wasn't a place to buy nicer underwear, frankly. (laughs) Um, And all of us ladies know, you know, something we got to wear every day or we choose. Some of us don't choose to wear it. But for those of us working in the working world, who was my target at the time, most of us wear brassieres and underwear. And so... I knew immediately that I had something. I knew that I couldn't compete with Victoria's Secret on the mainland, but I actually didn't have global dreams at the time. I just wanted to build something that I knew could make great money, could allow me to leave my job, and I felt like I could be good at. Now, here's the funny thing. I had no background in retail except for the fact that I love to shop for clothes, and I still do. But I knew that if I could bring that to... Hawaii, that I would have a first mover advantage. And even if Victoria's Secret came to Hawaii, that I would be the choice, the local choice that was an alternative to the big box store. Also, at the same time that was happening from a market conditions perspective was that Oprah, Queen Oprah, still had her TV show at the time. Yes, I told y'all, I am a seasoned chicken, not a spring chicken. So Oprah still had her show. And on her show, she talked about a new brand. It was called Spanx by Sarah Blakely. And Oprah single-handedly made Sarah Blakely, I believe, the billionaire she is today. Now, don't get me wrong. I have mad respect for Sarah, her invention, her innovation, her grit, her perseverance. But, you know, the golden wand of Oprah Winfrey does help people. Let's admit that. Okay. So she featured Sarah Blakely and bra fitting on her show in two separate episodes. And I realized my friend Nikki Ellich Brown calls it divine breadcrumbs. I realized that breadcrumb was left for me so that it could validate my idea to move forward with this big idea. Now, (laughs) let me tell you, I'm glad that I understand how to build a market and what a winner looks like because after taking some big risks, including second mortgaging my house to open my first store and get the initial inventory, and I was also the first retailer to bring Spanx to the state of Hawaii, I was what I call an overnight success. Now it looked like overnight, but honestly, it was kind of overnight. I was a massive outlier, meaning uh, within a year, we were doing over eight figures in business because as I said, women 
traveled off of this island to get bras and underwear. And if Oprah says you need to wear the right size bra and Spanx is the next best thing, well, why don't you go to the place where we specialized in it? And so I literally could not keep things in stock. I became a media darling. I was being called a stylist, an underwear stylist. And these were all designations that I had not intended to do when I decided to open up this one store. Okay. Very quickly, I realized I have to be in multiple locations. So I started to expand my operation. This is after only 12 months of being in business. I was so caught up in the demand I forgot to look up at the market conditions. And this is what I want to talk about, about what violated my autonomy and why it's so important for you to see where you might have your head in the sand. Because although I was enjoying the spoils of my brilliant idea, right? Things were falling apart in the economy around me. And this was the year 2007, 2008. Now, for those of you who know what that looks like, it was the Great Recession. And as fast as I had grown, it was just as fast that the decline happened. I used to go from not being able to keep inventory in stock to it being a virtual ghost town at my store locations. There were days where people didn't even come into the stores because Unfortunately, people were losing their jobs. They were losing their homes. And if people are losing their jobs and their homes, they're definitely not buying underwear. I wasn't, okay? And so in a period between 2007 and 2008, I lost everything because that first store that I had built, remember that second mortgage that I had? It was all cut up in my real estate. And the wall just started closing in and I had to shutter my operations, get rid and liquidate all my inventory and move back into my grandma's house. Yes, I became basically virtually homeless in what felt like a period of about three to six months. And that wasn't the end of the story. In that same time period, I lost my marriage. I got separated from my husband at the time. And even worse, I lost the greatest mentor in my life, which is my grandma Generosa, who, you know, if if you'll hear her come up a lot inside of Influence Radio and in any of the rooms that we ever meet in, because she was a woman that I aspired to be. And she got cancer and passed very quickly. And we were not ready for it. And it all happened within a span of about 90 days. It was the lowest point in my life. And here's the thing. The crazy thing about things that happen to you is that a lot of times you actually know that it's going to happen. I knew that the economy was faltering. And what I did was instead of listening to my financial advisor at the time, and guess what? That person is still my financial advisor to this day. They had told me, You need to pay attention to the back end of your business because it's just as important as your front end, Jen. And me being so good at building brands and again, getting people seen, heard and paid and picking winners, I didn't pay attention to the back end of my business. I was given advice to not grow and expand for now, just take a hold and 
you know, rely on the assets we already had. I didn't want to listen. I said, I want to expand rapidly. I wanted to do all the things that my advisors that I had paid great money to learn from. I basically ignored them. And what I realized is they were right. But more so I realized and discovered how low my self-worth was around keeping and understanding how to keep like love on my money. I didn't have that skill. I thought I did because I knew how to make money. But I realized really quickly that I did not truly know how to keep and grow it. And I realized that in order to have full autonomy, that highest value that I had, that highest value that I used as one of the biggest reasons to actually leave my corporate job, I had violated my own values. It's crazy. And from that moment, that big wake up call, that very expensive and painful wake up call, I knew that I needed to get educated, smart, and mentored in wealth creation and keepation. <laughs> okay. So I am giving you a worksheet that'll help support you in those first steps of looking at how you see autonomy in your life and how you treat your money. Now, the questions on the worksheet include, if you had full autonomy over your time, energy, and money, who would benefit? Who are the people and causes that you want to help? Where and what do you want to invest in for yourself and your family? Because as a woman listening to this podcast, I know that you love to give back. And so sometimes we have to remember why we want that and who we want to serve. The next question I have for you in the worksheet is on a scale of one to 10, one being low and 10 being high, where would you honestly score yourself on your ability to one, make more money and two, keep and invest more money? Because as I said, the front end and the back end are important components to creating your own economy. And that's true, my friends, whether you have a job and you are a corporate professional or you actually have your own business. This applies in both ways. Also, where are areas you could be flexing more of your influence, but you've chosen to sit on the sidelines, hide out, or say someday too? What would happen if more people knew that you could help them. Part of the reason or what violates our autonomy is that we start to make excuses and say, well, you know, I'm choosing right now not to be seen and for good reason. And if that's true, then it's okay. But if you're using it as an excuse to hide behind, that's the problem. Because since learning that fateful and humbling lesson that I did in 2008, I've made sure that my autonomy is never threatened again. And that biggest threat was me. Now, that's how I use the values-driven framework that I talked about in episode three, that way that I use my values to make clean and clear decisions. In this case, whenever my autonomy is threatened by my choices, I ask myself a simple question. Is this decision aligned with my desire for autonomy? Whether that decision works out for me, this level of discernment gives me the peace of mind to make a choice, period. Because check it out, indecision is actually one of the most painful things to be in. 
It's our own personal purgatory that we put ourselves into. And the cool news is we have 100% power to get out of it too. So this is how you do that. I also want you to know that since 2008, I have still made a ton of mistakes in business. In fact, I've made so many mistakes, failed at so many projects, and closed down other businesses that included a steep loss in revenue and definitely a blow to my ego. Those have all happened. Not as severe as 2008, but that has still happened. What's also happened is I've also gotten pink slimed, big time, by fellow women I thought were my friends. And that hurt very much. But it also got me grateful for the upbringing I had in the very small 4,000 person town I grew up in, even though I was bullied severely. Now, what does that have to do with autonomy? My point is, is that it's not like I learned that my value was autonomy and then bad stuff still didn't continue to happen. No, life continued to happen and it included challenges and overcoming and resistance and resilience. It ha- All of those things happened still after 2008 up until this day, but it allows me knowing that's my value, that it allows me to feel more peace with this is what it is. And yet I still get to rise. I still get to create wealth. I still get to make money and I surely know how to keep it. Now, because of that, because I've been able to do that, but I also have the humble upbringing by that grandma generosa that I mentioned, it's a driver for what our next episode centers around. And it's about the women that need us the most and how I've built since then a community of over a hundred thousand strong and counting of diverse global leaders, many of them women. In fact, most of them women. And it's something that people ask me about all the time. So if you're interested in me sharing how I was able to build that community and change the entire way my life looks since 2008, make sure you join us on the next episode. Thanks for listening to FemFluence Radio. If you resonated with this episode, please leave us a review and let other women know about it. Remember, we're building longer tables here. Follow us on Instagram at FemFluence underscore official to stay in the conversation and also visit FemFluence.com to sign up and receive things I only give to our listeners and friends. I look forward to our next chat.